0: Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Last we left our podcast host, they were talking about the Barbie movie. The
1: Barbie movie. Yes. As it turns out,
0: uh, very enjoyable. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I was very fond of it, I have to say. I love the fact that it didn't take itself too seriously. It was full of laughs with one great monologue near the end. Like, it was really it was really good writing and as someone who had barbies as a kid i never grew up idolizing them yeah no but like to me they were all just ordinary dolls but this movie has heart i love some of the narration i'm not gonna give anything away no no no, no. the ending is hilarious and you just gotta go in expecting a lot of pink and to remember it's not gonna win any oscars here it's
1: just a fun movie i disagree i think at least one nomination will come out of this Ryan Gosling acts in this movie the same way that Michael Caine uh, acted in The Muppet Christmas Carol, the same way that uh, uh, Grodin acted in The Great Muppet Caper. This was the way that serious actors act when they're in Muppet-related things, where the person doesn't seem to realize they're surrounded by felt. Ryan Gosling approached this movie like a serious actor, the m- level of desperation in his eyes in
0: every scene. Yeah. He sold but, this movie. But the one thing that's the most unrealistic is that you can get from Venice Beach to Century City in 10 minutes. That's not That's not happening. I love uh, that you identified that. Yeah, and I am totally okay if I never hear Matchbox uh, 20's push ever again. Oh, no,
1: but you have to admit that was the perfect use of that song. It's also, a apparently song. the lead singer has a crush on, uh... Margot Robbie? No, the director. Greta Gerwig. Yeah, apparently he saw her in an airport once and texted his wife, I totally see her, and he had such a crush on her. So when she said, hey, can I use your song as oh, wow. the evil song that the all use? He was like, totally, absolutely, 100%. Wow. yes." And so that's how it got used. And Wait, is this the Barbie podcast? Oh, no, this is not the part of... You know what this is? You know what this podcast is? Uh, it's Fuse and Kate Kate. Oh. And what we talk about... Fuse 8 and Kate Kate. We're, it's Fuse and Kate Kate. <laughs> and what we talk about is not Barbie. We talk about picture books. Uh-huh. Not Barbie picture books. Uh-uh. What kind of picture books? Good ones. Or?
0: Bad ones. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we determine if they're good or bad. And this week, I'm sorry to say... This book has literally nothing to do with Barbie in any way, shape, or form. Aww. I'm a little regretful because we have done this illustrator relatively recently. Okay, But, in my defense, this is kind of an egregious lack that we've had for some time. The fact that we haven't done this book before is terrible. So I'm very glad that we're going to do, like, Introduce it today.
0: Oh Okay. Okay. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> now I'm not. I wasn't ready for that. Now uh, I am, uh, but now I'm not. <laughs>
1: here we go. Farmer Duck. By Martin Waddle. We're going to say Waddell, but Waddle would make sense. Considering it's about a duck, I right. understand. God. I understand. You know what? Forgivable. <laughs> Illustrated by... Helen
0: Oxenbury.
1: Right. Who did so much by Trish Cook. Which she did recently. Remember, it was the British book with the black family. We did it, like, really recently. She did all this research. Oh, with the one with the baby cool and exactly. the cool Same shoes. With the baby, exactly. the cool shoes. Same illustrator, which you will oh. figure out. I know, it's a duck, not mm-hmm. a person. But there is at least there is one person in this book. And it will be memorable. Go find that person. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's learn a little bit more about Martin Waddell. We've done Helen Oxenbury relatively recently. Um, Yeah, Martin Waddell, we actually did him on the podcast already. If you'll recall, we did Owl Babies, which was a different episode. Well, as it turns out, there is a lot you don't know about Martin Waddell. Did you know, for example, that he received the Hans Christian Andersen Medal in 2004? I, I mean, I didn't. Waddell was born in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Uh, and he was a footballer. He played soccer. But it became clear at a certain point that that was not his future. And so when it turned out that he was not going to become a professional footballer, he turned to his other love, which... Quite frankly, kind of centered on uh, Napper, a series of football-centered children's books. But he, he wrote, at the beginning, he wrote for adults. His first real success was the comic thriller Otley, which was turned into a film, which is kind of impressive. But then he moved back to Northern Ireland in the 1960s, late 1960s, and started writing children's literature. And wrote a lot of books. I have to say though, his life was very exciting. For example, in 1972, he went into a church to stop some vandals and he got caught up in an explosion in Donaghy. And it was kind of an experience that took him years to overcome. He explained this later, I've been blown up, buried alive, and had cancer as an adult and survived all these experiences. So I'm a very lucky man. So in this particular case with Farmer Duck, which reflects none of this, uh, it was published in Britain in 1991. It was the winner of the British Illustrated Children's Book of the Year. It was a Nestle Smarties book prize and uh, was a highly commended runner up for the annual Greenaway Medal. The man is interesting. Hello. He's a meanie poopy head. (laughs) <laughs> um, not the duck, I hope. No. I mean, the farmer duck? How dare you, madam? No. How dare you? The human. Oh, that dude is a, is me- a whole hot mess. He's yeah. a
0: meanie, poopy head.
1: Heck yeah! I'm not a fan. Oh my god. No, you're not supposed to be a
0: fan. Well... But th- we get ahead of ourselves. Even before you start the book, there's a page that says... This Candlewick book belongs to... Do they still do dedication pages in the beginning of books nowadays? I
1: think it depends on what kind of book you get. I mean, you can get what they call a library edition, um, which is a stronger binding and would not contain that necessarily. But uh, in this case, you got got a normal book. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, at the beginning of the book, you just see this farmland, which is barren and dark and there's like devastated it's it's dead and there's tree and there's seagulls somehow that's a
1: hanging tree man
0: yeah it's very it looks very depressing yeah before you even get to the title page (laughs) right that's pre-title page but then you start the book and i started reading it like that (sighs) sailor's jig There once was a duck who had bad luck to live with a lazy old farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Farmer muck.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. This duck has already been beaten down by life. By the time you get to the first page, you see him. (laughs) <laughs> Look at
0: this guy. He's been through some things. He's
1: seen life and it has not treated him well.
0: Now, Newspaper and Kid lit will like that there is oh, a yeah. newspaper shown multiple times in this book. Heck yeah. However, I'd like to give a shout out to our newest Instagram follower frogs of kidlets. I can't believe that's a thing. You showed that they, to
1: me and I was like, not even, no. I think they just no. started
0: because they only have a few posts, Okay, like four well five, clearly they're
1: not going to lack for content. Now yeah. we need to
0: do, I really was hoping that there was going to be a frog in this book. There
1: are no frogs there because are- frogs do not live on farms. Yeah. Yeah. Not officially. Anyway, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm sure there are but... So, right, so there's this lazy old farmer who oh, lays in so bed all day bad. eating chocolates, and this duck does all the work. All
1: He's the micromanager, but he's not being paid the right salary. So I'll
0: what say. the farmer does is he hangs out of his house. He does get out of bed to yell at his duck. Yeah, to get to the window. How, how goes the work? That's such a great
1: phrase. Have you ever seen this the Instagram account, Kara uh, Limo, where she does every, like, aspect of her own personality. And one of them is the perfectionist. And she will say things like, How's it going over there? This is a version of that, but very British.
0: Yeah, he just asked the same question over and over. How goes the work? And what is the answer? The answer is always quack. But I'm looking at this illustration the duck is bringing the cow inside from the fields it's pouring rain it's very gray it's mucky and muddy you know you're an adult when you look at this with the short gutters on the house and you think oh man they need a gutter extender it's gonna ruin the foundation take
1: that so bad yeah Mm -hmm. i I mean yeah look at that where's the rain barrel that's all i gotta say
0: I mean, they could use one. Seriously? Fa- well, okay. Um, so again, the, the duck is bringing sheep in from the hill and the farmer goes, how goes the work? He's carrying
1: them on his back.
0: Yep. And the duck goes, quack. Quack. And then he again says, how goes the work? And The duck is putting all the hens in their house. And again, the duck goes, quack. quack. And I'm like, since it's a kid's book, um, we won't say what quack means. In duck, I don't think it's anything positive. I mean, I
1: think the CK is correct. And possibly the you. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree. Mm -hmm.
0: So the farmer continues to get fat by staying in bed and eating chocolates. And the face of this farmer is the grossest face of a human in any kid's book you have given me.
1: It's his pajama pants for me. His pajama pants are disgusting and
0: accurate. It's the face for me. The eyes... The bags under his... its The mouth... It's all disgusting. Yeah, he's not a great dude. But speaking of bags under their eyes, you see the quack is (gasps) sawing logs and doing some gardening and doing the dishes and ironing the man's pajamas, which... Okay. Like, he needs it! He goes nowhere! And then I'm looking at the duck, and I'm like, I didn't know ducks could get bags under this their eyes. This is not the page, though.
1: I feel like there's a page, like, when he's been encountering the other ant. That's it. That's it. That's the okay, one. There is so... where the bags are.
0: It's, it says, soon the poor duck grew sleepy and weepy and tired. Oh my god, who amongst us has
1: not been sleepy, weepy, and tired? Kids! can appreciate this more than anyone else. Just they feels, live their lives feel sleepy, so weepy, bad. and tired like 50% of the time. I feel so bad for the dog. Well, and so do the
0: chickens. The and chickens, chickens don't care about nobody. The chickens are trying to comfort the duck. Right? You know, pat the duck's head and the t- cuddle the the little wing and just... Oh. I mean, there's nothing they can do,
1: man. He has a terrible job and no
0: union. It's Well, he's just doing everything by himself. Right, so. right so that that the night the night carries on Mm. and the hens and the cow and the sheep they come together to have a meeting and the meeting goes like this (laughs) (laughs) mooo And that mean, that's, was an it.
1: Accurate, that's an accurate that, transcription and, from the night. Yeah. And that
0: was the plan, Betsy. Right, right. Meanwhile, I'm looking at this sheep that's sitting on a milk pail, and there is blood on that milk pail.
1: I don't know about that. That it, may not it be. It is blood. red. That's I don't know. That can be rust.
0: No, rust is brown. That is blood red, <sighs> Betsy. What is this farmer? D- I'm not sure. What you know is what? the duck doing I'm on gonna the farmer's show? So. You
1: know what this is? This is the British version of cows who type remember we did cows who type yeah remember the when the cows met with the chickens and the other animals they spoke in their own languages this is a very similar situation this is unionization in the face of unfair you know exploitation of a workforce but it's done in a less uh obvious way way. (laughs) i mean there's no list of
0: demands True. It's
1: pretty much the people taking the situation into their own hands well, as a whole. Well, and
0: that's what they decide to oh do. Boy, so yeah, yeah. Just before dawn, uh, the... This is what the proletariat fears. Yeah. The the cow and the sheep and the hens go through the back door and into the house. And I'm just thinking, no, 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 don't do that. The human's going to take it out on the duck. I mean, right? You would
1: think so, except that, you know, en masse, they outnumber him. Their numbers
0: outweigh his own. Well, they're they're going up the creaky stairs, and you can see a portrait of an old man. In many ways, this is Goodnight
1: Gorilla, uh, if you remember, by Peggy Rathman, where all the animals go into the home with the zookeeper, and you see the portraits on the walls. Anyway, it's very
0: similar. I'm just thinking that this man's father would be very disappointed in Heck him. Heck yeah, he would be. And it's also interesting that this farmer sleeps with a hat on. Well, he is British. I... <laughs> you don't sleep with <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, guys. It's not even like one of the old-timey, like, it's you know, a... Ebenezer Scrooge no, hats. No, no. You know, it's... that he would sleep in. This it's like is... a cabby cap. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. So they squeeze, all the animals squeeze under the bed, and if when he... the farmer oh, starts- Oh, you do
1: not want to mess with an angry cow. I'm going to say that.
0: that. Betsy, tell me what my very first note there says. What?
1: Yeah, you don't want to mess with an angry cow. Okay, all right. We are on the same page with this. Yes. 100%. 100%. However, cows can't go downstairs, so I'm not sure how we're going to end this book.
0: But all right, continue. Continue. We'll get to that. Maybe it'll jump out a window. window. Okay, so they push the... Well, they tip the farmer out of the bed. Yeah, he's not ready for that. And he... And again, yeah. You don't want to mess with an angry cow. He's not quite sure what to do. Because he is half naked, just wearing a hat and some pajama pants. Yeah, he is. And they run him out of the house. This cow is practically... Gonna bite him. He's almost on top of him. Yeah. But then... Okay. They... They run him down the lane, they chase him through fields, over the hill, and then it says, and he never came back, which I find that hard to believe because he's only wearing pajama pants and a hat. hes It's his home. He's going to come back, people. I can't explain
1: it, but this is a kid's book. What I I do feel like is that this is the happiest version of Animal Farm I have ever seen (laughs) in my entire life. if the pigs start walking on, like, two legs. But there are no pigs, right? There's no pigs in this book. There's so no pigs Therefore, it could not turn into that's a that's farm. That's, how that's they... where the
0: blood on the pail See? came from. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was
1: the previous iteration the, the, of this farm. The duck I saw and had you to do what? things he didn't you know want to what? do. The farmer was the pig. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. That was Napoleon. Anyway. Well, the saying. duck
0: wakes up wearily and starts getting to work. Right. But he never hears the phrase, how goes the work? Mm. And all the animals come out and they say quack. Or the duck says quack. And then the cow says moo. And the sheep says ba And the hen say cluck. And, which it says, told the duck the whole story. I mean, that's a very succinct
1: language, and we would be well to learn And then
0: all the animals start chipping in like they couldn't have done that before. It becomes a collective farm. Well, it says they all set to work on their farm. Right. So now
1: it's... I mean, we're not even going to talk about how ownership has passed on to the livestock, but uh, surely they knew their lawyerly... Ins and outs. Well,
0: I do like the subtleties of the dark tree in the beginning and then at the very end the sunshine and the healthy tree and mm-hmm. the healthy fields and it's just a much prettier picture. But now. I also appreciate the sky is not pure blue.
1: There are still clouds there. Well, but they're yes, dealing with them, right? I mean that's what I'm talking about. There's always gonna be a
0: couple clouds. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Beautiful. The exactly. end. Though yeah. Though at the end it says that Martin wrote this book about justice. Okay, well, what's his definition of justice, then? Yeah, I mean, it clearly it's power to the
1: people. But he is kind of eschewing the whole legal system. Um,
0: I mean, it says that... Uh, who owned that land, exactly? It's about justice, a concept that he believes is as important to children as it is to adults. Children say it isn't fair, and they mean it.
1: Well, I mean, they've done studies that show even babies have a sense of an innate sense of fairness if you give one baby more than another the one who has gotten less will like tune into that and understand that that is an injustice on some level so yeah kids have a very ingrained sense of injustice and justice hmm. so you know, not difficult to figure out the question is is that how you handle injustice eh, it's up to interpretation i suppose well, that's that's it. That's, yeah. that's the book. I mean, it's not like the duck ever organized a union and <laughs> caused an entire strike of the farm. That would have been...
0: The animals could Kowska, have chipped in a little you know, earlier,
1: helping out their friend. Well, but... exactly. I mean, they notice how one of them is being exploited. None of them seem to be feeling that they're being exploited, necessarily. So, yeah. Very interesting take. I feel like this is sort of an alternate view of Kausa Raiding inside.
0: Okay, I don't think this is a book about justice. I think it's a book about revenge.
1: <laughs> Which fairness? I... Wouldn't you say that that's the same as that? Uh, I mean, okay, not justice, but fairness. How about that? All
0: right. All right. I do like that the duck's friends stood up to his bully. That is nice. But Supporting, does no one you know, think that ship? the farmer is coming back?
1: I mean, it says he never does. Maybe He's... he realized he... Maybe. 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 The farm was left to the farm animals, and he—they didn't know it—and he exploited that, and now he has no legal leg to
0: stand on. Uh huh. Uh huh. I do uh-huh. like that it has a story. The watercolor illustrations are really fun Those to look gorgeous. at. Gorgeous. And I never thought I'd see a duck look more tired than a new mom of quadruplets. You know. He <laughs> <laughs> just—that is
1: the tiredest book I've ever like a tiredest duck I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. 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 Is it a classic? Well, it, it, I think it's got rereadability i don't think that's a word i'm going with it though and it's certainly fun to kick out the mean adult so i gave it a six Mm -hmm. it's fun but i think there are other books out there that are more maybe deserving of being called a classic but it's certainly entertaining great great I, i mean i love this book it
1: reads aloud to large groups very well um You know, it has, you're right about the sense of revenge, and kids love revenge, but it's so hard to read them a book about revenge that doesn't tap into, I don't want to say baser instincts, but like a darker sense of justice. This, he never gets hurt. He's run off his land, but he has been exploiting the workers. Um, Worker. Just one. Well, you're right. It's just one worker. But that worker was really hard working and he was sleepy and weepy and sad. Yep. How dare yeah. this farmer. Yeah. And so we all are siding, you know, we're all team duck. Yep. And uh, it's lovely. Do I wish it had gone to the next level and been, you know, collective bargaining was the next thing the duck explored. <laughs> yes, of course. But it it didn't go that route. It didn't have to. I think it does a great job. I'm a seven point five. Wow. Yeah. I really love this book. Because it reads aloud really well. Yeah, you said that. And the art is beautiful. (laughs) It is very beautiful. Really. So it's a classic. Yay! It's a classic Letters time. All right. Our first letter comes from Gelsey, who says, What a fascinating podcast. Oh, thank you. Yes. (laughs) Uh, these books remind me of when you have a vague memory of your childhood, but when you bring it up with your family, they swear it never occurred. (laughs) Weird. Encoded dream reality. I have a feeling we owned these books, but I don't know why we would have ever purchased them, and they are too young to be second-generation hand-me-downs. Of course, having a recent experience in the subconscious makes you notice things you never would have before. Coincidences that feel too uncanny, such as when I was checking out the picture book at Walmart, not to buy. I am always curious what they decided to stock and found a collection of Mercer Mayer stories for a surprisingly friendly price of nine ninety-five. The collection featured Just For You as the first ti- title, although no, I am so mad. I wonder now what overpublished series will live in our foggy subconscious 40 years from now.
0: Hmm. Good question.
1: I know. This one, I liked it. It was a very uh, kind of esoteric question as ones go
0: grown-up things we like. Okay, my thing is a little different. This week, I'm going to do a dress. Please do. It's from Unique Vintage, and it's called the Magnolia Place Ivory and Navy Cat Anna Swing Dress. Explain more. Well, my husband uh, predicted (laughs) at least four people would compliment this dress while we were at brunch today. And I actually think it came out to six. So what? If, Seriously? Yeah. We, the way Where to, do you go to brunch? Uh, we went to Ann Sather. If you come to Chicago, eat at Ann Sather. They have the most delicious cinnamon rolls in the city. Nice. Uh, the dress is very cute, but I recommend pairing it with a belt for a little pop of color. Yeah, it I is... Agree. A little wide in the shoulders, so sizing down wouldn't work, but it's not such an issue that you have to return it. Oh, and it has pockets. Yay! Yes, it is perfect for every day, for work, you name it. So yeah, this is my something new this week. It's, okay, you're going to have to provide me with a picture so I can put it in the show notes. I will, and just to describe it, it is a white dress covered in navy blue uh, illustrations of cats using different patterns, like flat lines or polka dots or squiggly lines
1: are not facing towards the viewer you are seeing their backs and their tails yeah as they sit yes yeah it's fun it's very cute it's a fun dress i i, have and it to has say, I can understand why deep so many pockets
0: people it. i like deep pockets deep pockets that's key right to your iphone world so if you want to be complimented that's a lot good. and you want to dress with pockets this is it
1: that's lovely thank you um Continuing for my own grown-up thing I like, uh, in the style in which I will bring up things that everyone else has been into for a very long time and I've only just come to. Uh, Only just started watching The Bear. You know, we live near Chicago. It seemed like a show I should watch. I didn't really want to. I had heard it was very frantic and very fast and very loud. All of which was true. Uh, It is good. It is... You know, I've only seen two or three episodes so far of the first season, so obviously, don't have a huge sense of it. I will say, though, I did hear someone interpret the show as uh, a rougher version of Ted Lasso, which is to say, a guy comes into a situation um, that is failing and attempts to help it. No one is a pure villain. Uh, obviously, he does not have a Ted Lasso personality or background, but... It is like a rougher lasso version. Uh, you've seen more of the show than I have. I don't no, know if that's I accurate. I, I oh, have, you have
0: not? I have heard it from the other
1: room, and I get, I, even that, that, I got stressed right out. Right, your stress levels. Just, like, raise. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, don't even.
0: I've got enough stress in my life. My, I don't need I to, don't. I don't, I, don't and need yet more. I, am,
1: I have a very relaxed job that does not have huge stress levels, but watching, like, two episodes, I was like, Oh my god, my cortisone levels are just like... yes.
0: Yeah, so it, up so here. if yeah. you're not stressed, you recommend the show. I
1: recommend it to those laid-back, lazy people like myself and who are it, like, you know what I could do with? Some visual stress. And if you are the farmer duck... <laughs> oh, do not watch do it. Do not watch this show. Do not watch this show. <laughs> now, avoid it at all costs. Yes. Go get a massage. Go get a massage. <laughs> Possibly a foot massage. There you go. Exactly. All right. Well... There we go. That's we, it. We've covered ducks, uh, labor unions. And Barbie. And Barbie. And cats. And cat. I mean, what else? I think we've peaked. I don't think there's anything else we could possibly discuss. And
0: this is why you listen to the podcast, right, people?
1: <laughs> exactly. So until we figure out what else it is we are possibly going to discuss, I've been Betsy. And I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore kate. You can follow us on Instagram and Threads at fuse eight kate. That's fuse number eight kate. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kime, and our "How Goes the Work" is Drew Atienza. Fuse Eight and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.